0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Prime, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez. And this week's guest is Donnie Jr. out of Phoenix, Arizona, who is a fabricator, um, I believe. Oh, he is. And he drives an FB RX-7, who just recently LS swapped it. And he's trying to get out to SoCal to do some Prime stuff next year. Hopefully we see him out here um he's been in the drift scene for a while i kind of wanted to get him on talk to talk about some you know just his perspective someone's trying to go out and do pro-am where he's been at the local arizona scene and stuff like that but uh thank you guys for listening i hope you enjoy the show what's up man how are you doing i'm doing fantastic so uh how did you find out about this shit show
1: Honestly, it was on uh, the drift car builders group. Somebody posted about interesting podcasts, and I was intrigued by yours when I uh, seen it was about strictly pro am and grassroots. So I was just gave it a shot, and I was I liked it.
0: Nice, thank you. I was just curious. Um, so, uh, for those that don't know you, if you'd like to go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, who you are what you do and where you're based out of and all that fun stuff
1: absolutely um my name's donnie um i'm a quality control manager for a structural steel manufacturer i've been in the steel industry for about 10 years um i also own a side business called startup fabrication doing a lot of uh Fabrication on pretty much anything with an engine, but I started doing it because of drifting. So I do roll cages, engine swaps, and angle kits and anything like that. All right, and
0: you said you were based out of where? Phoenix. Oh, okay. how How long have you been into drifting and all that fun stuff?
1: Uh, I think I started about late 2012 or 13, early 13. Oh, okay. So, about five,
0: six years. Nice. Yeah, I didn't get into it until, like, 2015 when I, like, went to an FD event finally. I always knew about it, but I just never went.
1: It's funny because I've never been to an FD event. I did Pro 2 when they had Pro 2 here one year, and that was, like, the only event I've ever been to. And like, 2016? I wanted to go to Irwindale. Or... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've that... always wanted to go to Ir- Irwindale or Long Beach because I'm from originally from Long Beach, so oh, I was, okay. like... Always wanting to
0: go. Yeah, Long Beach is actually my favorite round, personally. Nice. Yeah, it's the first one, because that's the first one I ever went to, so I kind of fell in love with that one. Um, so that one I try not to miss, but I have missed it in the past. Um, so, your what are your plans for next year? Uh,
1: you plan on doing a pro Next program? year... I do um, – I was hoping to do maybe um, Vegas Drift if they do the shootout or if they actually have some rounds. We're not. I don't know what the schedule looks like for that yet. Um, I would be really like to do something with uh, um, the Willow stuff. The stuff for um, – I don't know what who does it right now, but the Willow Springs and
0: yeah. things like that. So Ju- that, I, I would drift. like to do
1: that. Yeah, I would like to do something with that. That would be really uh, – really nice to try to do just to get me get me outside of the phoenix area more
0: yeah i can imagine i've never i've never done anything outside of here so i'm kind of like i only know california shit. i'm getting i want to i want to go out and venture out too so definitely that's kind of my
1: plan i have a bunch of friends that go to uh no coast and then they go to uh like some of the guys i hang with are uh what all-star bash and a lot of the other stuff so i would like to go out and like do a little gathering with all them and hit grange and all that stuff
0: yeah uh grange is no joke so if you do end up out there just be prepared to break some shit
1: oh, i'm definitely ready <laughs>
0: so yeah dude it's uh <laughs> I, I, that's like the first track i ever drifted at so i have like a love-hate relationship with it um but every time i've gone there uh I've broken something, whether it's a wheel, a tie rod, a control arm, something always breaks. And it's usually a Jeez. wheel. So
1: I'm pretty much guaranteed to break my oil pan. That's about it.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, there we have another little go-kart track out here called Adams. The first time I ever drove my BMW, I still had um, the Cadillac CTS uh, oil pan on it, and it ha- it hung like an inch lower... Then the damn... Um... Subframe. Yes. Sorry. I was about to say crossmember. Um, and yeah, I took it out and I went over one of the rumble strips. First time driving, like third lap in. And you just hear it in the video too. You just hear like a short scrape. Nice. <laughs>
1: Bet you that was expensive. Uh,
0: no. No. I, we shut it down right away. And then uh, I put an F-body oil pan under it. Which... Excuse me. Doesn't fit if anybody's trying to shove an LS into an E forty six. You have to um, you have to modify the subframe a little bit. Um, Yeah. um, I did
1: a cage in for a guy in one, so I kinda can assume how bad it is. Yeah.
0: And then that oil pan is now back on my engine. The one that I broke. Did you just weld it? (laughs) Yeah, it was welded and then um it recently took another (laughs) crack. With a little hole in it, so I JB welded it. And we'll just uh Keep my fingers crossed for next year.
1: Hope and pray. <laughs> yep,
0: I I made sure there was enough JB Weld to hold the Hoover Dam together. So it should be all right.
1: Yeah, I know I have the same problem with mine. I cut down the truck pan to fit into my car, and uh-huh. I had to put a drain plug on it. And the way I did it, I used a AN bung, and then I just used the AN plug, which uh-huh. works pretty well, except for that's, like, the lowest point of my car now. So it hangs down, like... An inch and a half below my crossmember, so it's yeah. the lowest point of my car altogether.
0: Yep. And then a skid plate won't really save you from bottoming out; it's still gonna crush it.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, eh, it's what pretty strong. What oil, I put... You
0: have an LS, right? Yeah. Let's get into what. What is? Let's go over your car a little bit. So, what do you drive, and let's talk oh. about.
1: It's a it's it's my uh my love hate relationship. I call it the mistress. It's an '83 RX-7 um it's actually my second one it's basically my my take on like a full drift i mean pro-am ready like first gen rx7 which is unheard of you don't really see people who go to the in the like the depth that i did to build a first gen rx7 so
0: um i've had another uh, guest on here andrew robbins does Yeah, I've, he doesn't he's on, I
1: actually created a group for first-gen R7s and yeah, for first-gen Drifters, and he's in there, so yeah. me and him have talked about a lot of stuff, and just that's when I that's why I kind of actually talked to you, I uh, actually messaged you about getting on the show because of him, I seen he was on there, and I was like, yeah, huh.
0: He was like a last-minute call, too, and then uh, he's really, what I like about him is like he like learns all this shit just by fucking Googling stuff, and he just... Goes in there yeah, and tinkers. In, I love that. I love that. That's I really literally me. Like I, I, sometimes I go in that drifting group and I'll ask a question and they'll be like, do this. And I'm like, well, that's not in my garage, so I'm not doing that.
1: Yeah, that's how I, I, I usually don't even ask on Facebook or anything anymore. I just go on to Google and I'm instantly like do the, like the top 10 answers and then see how many of them correlate with each other. And then I'll usually be like, oh, that seems like it works because like five of the 10 people have done it. So yeah. So I'm going to try that first.
0: Yeah, no, the group hasn't gotten there yet, so once it's there in like a year, we'll be all right.
1: Yeah. Um, But like I said, it's a 5.3 in my car. Um, It's out of a 0.5 Silverado, so it's a second, it looks like a a third gen, but it's actually a fourth gen, so it's still got the rear timing, I mean rear uh, cam sensor, but it's got all the fourth gen rods and fourth gen pistons.
0: Oh, nice. That's how the LS6 is.
1: Yeah, so I was like super happy. I it was kind of an accident how it fell in my lap, but um, so then I got an AR five behind it from a Chevy Colorado.
0: Okay, with the an AR five,
1: it's That's... out of a Chevy Colorado or a Pontiac Solstice or a Saturn Sky.
0: Holy oh, shit! Okay, same bolt pattern. Are you had also a
1: also a Polaris Slingshot? Um, no, there's a company that actually he's the only guy I know that makes it. His name's Matt. He uh, owns FabBot. It's F-A-B-B-O-T. And he makes full adapter plates that make the AR-5 bolt to the LS. He the a, a 4L60 bell housing. No, it's really crazy setup. But everything else from the after bell housing. So you use a, Colora, a uh, Chevy Colorado Slave. And then you use a LS7 clutch. So like literally it bolts. It's very simple. And it's honestly for the price, it was crazy. I got like, the whole thing set up. It's like if you buy a full kit, a stage two kit with clutch, slave, brand new everything, it's like seven hundred bucks. Damn. And that's... then you buy the transmission. I, I bought two of them for like three hundred bucks, two of them. And so I have a, a spare transmission and everything in my car for you know less than thousand dollars.
0: Dude, that's not bad. Like, uh, how? How are the uh, transmissions holding up? you have any issues?
1: No, I actually really enjoy how they shift. The only problem with the Colorado one is how the shifter, um, the location of it is. It's kind of far forward. So it's because um, it's obviously in a truck. But if you get the, the solstice ones or the sky or the Polaris ones, it actually moves it back about six inches to ten inches from the original where the Colorado one is. And it's like it'll hit the hole in 240s like perfectly.
0: Oh, nice! I didn't even know that. I've never even heard of anybody using that one.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of JZ guys use it because honestly, what it is, it's a uh, upgraded version of the R154. So it's got like better synchros and better and thicker gears. The problem with those is your third gear though. The oh, third okay. gear is a uh, non- it's a non-supported gear, so it's it's got no secondary bearing between on the shafts. So it likes to spit out third gears.
0: Oh, yeah, that's. That Matt, be a bummer. The owner and of Fabbot. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I'll put it this way: the map owner of Fabbot has 882 horsepower out of an LS, and he's pushing it through a stock AR five.
0: Dude, that's awesome to know. See more information for people to know. I never, I've never heard of that one. Um, someone, someone, everyone else my has own those, probably. Again. Yeah, because uh, I run a Muncie, so.
1: Yeah, I know you run M twenty, right?
0: Yeah, it's uh, never been rebuilt. Yeah, I, I, from like ninety, it's out of a sixty-four GTO, and uh, it's finally gonna get rebuilt this off season.
1: They're super stout, and it's funny because I was my my car was a Ford powered for a good part of five years. Okay, would you uh, have it? A, I went through. I had a five O in there, uh-huh. three of them, and then I finally I blew up all three of those. Yeah, the Windsor is not the greatest. <laughs> uh huh. Then I put a 351 in, A, Windsor and or a it actually ran a Windsor. It ran well. Uh huh. I just didn't like the um, the it was a very low, low um RPM motor, and I my car is light. It weighs 2,400 pounds with me in it, and it's just, it it needs lightweight rather than the 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 torque so i was able i just did not like it at all it was car rated and it was just the easiest setup to go with to get me back out there Uh but i ended i was like you know what i don't want to do this no more i was done with this so i pulled it out sold it and used that to put the new uh, put the ls in it
0: okay and then did you fab up all your own mounts or just went with a kit if they make one
1: no i built i built everything
0: that's what i figured because it's cheaper to build it than to buy it sometimes oh definitely yeah i was looking at like for instance my gas pedal like I've, I'm finally going to a stock CTSV pedal. I had a truck pedal in there that was, uh, you know, held with bubble gum and paper clips, and it was terrible. But the stock the stock seating it like sits too far back from the brake pedal, and then way yeah. far over to the right, so you can't even like roll your foot over because I don't do the hill toe thing. I I roll my foot over for um, braking yeah, and that's, stuff like that's that. Me. Yeah, and uh, that's me too. So now I'm trying to figure out how to move it up and then move it closer to the brake pedal too but i found something online so i'm gonna probably end up doing that some guy wanted like 180 bucks for a a plate shipped and and i get that he put his time and energy into making it but i'm like jesus christ for a plate that's gonna cost me four
1: bucks yep
0: i'll measure it i'll measure it myself (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: kinda of the reason I start I even started got got into welding in fab because I was just not gonna pay prices for some of the stuff that people want.
0: When did you start doing that?
1: Uh it's about two thousand nine.
0: Oh, okay. So you've been you've been in the cars obviously a long time, I assume?
1: My whole life. Yes, literally since here. I was a baby. My dad has pictures of me laying trying to help him under a car when I'm barely a year old.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's how it starts, man. Um you know, I grew up in the garage too, like with my dad and my uncles and stuff. So, yeah. and then I found drifting, and they yeah. drug me in.
1: That's what happens.
0: So, have you competed before? Or you just do a lot of grassroots events.
1: Just a lot of grassroots stuff. This is—I've never really even got to do like a like a, a party-style event. It's usually just like a, ours. Ours is the uh, drift and drag, so they set up a. a a once a month event thing, and they just go out and do you know, they have a track, a little track set up, and then they have the drifting and the drags at the same time. So,
0: yeah. Oh, and uh, Desert Mayhem's this weekend. Are you go? Are you gonna be out there? I'm driving nice. Car's all ready to My go. Are you, are you waiting for the last one. minute? Oh, in the I'm, LS, I gotta wait
1: till the last minute.
0: In the LS, oh, uh, yeah.
1: I got, uh, yep, oh. I just got it tuned on last week actually, too.
0: So, would you m- I put a yeah, let's I put go... a cam in it. Okay, would you go? With?
1: I want a TSP Bald Eagle.
0: Okay. Yeah, I have I have their I have a TSP cam, but um I have a LS3 boosted cam and
1: it's Oh, yeah, I'm re- it's a two. it's a pretty gnarly cam for a 53, especially people are people are telling me all over to LSX pages and stuff that it would never work. It's too big of a cam for a 53. And I was like, dude, I've seen people put bigger cams oh. out in there. So I'm just going to I'm just gonna try it. I got it for a smoking deal. It had Dino time on it. The dude sold it to me for 130 bucks.
0: That's what I got mine for with fuel rails. I yeah, I paid and 150 bucks. I yeah. Mean, I bought bucks. springs off a guy. Yeah.
1: I bought springs off a guy from his from his uh his LS1. He had put TSP 6060 lift springs six sixty springs in it. Sold them to me with the heads for 100 bucks.
0: Dude, so I got mine for I got the it was basically their LS boosted kit i don't know the specs off the top of my head um yeah and he gave me the the cam the springs uh the retainers lock, everything and then um and holly fuel rails for 150 bucks
1: that's that's cheap
0: yeah that's awesome my uh it's actually a car i was originally supposed to buy to build the cadillac a buddy yeah. of mine took it apart like uh, in the beginning of twenty eighteen. Yeah, and then never did anything with it. He just ripped it all apart. Stripped Is that the it. one
1: that's for sale? Is that the one for sale right now? No, 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 no. That's that's
0: uh-huh. that's another guy's. Um, I actually run his uh, dual caliper kit. He made the brackets oh, okay. for it, and I that's the that's probably the only thing I've bought aside from getting the welded knuckles from um, a guy here locally. Yeah. But, yeah, these these things are uh, – building is fun. I don't know. I like the build just as much uh, as I like driving. I'm just an I, idiot.
1: I do, too. I do, too. I really do. I I enjoy building. It's like I feel like I – even if my everything is perfect and everything, I just feel like I got to do something because I just – I got that itch to build stuff.
0: Yeah. With So with that now, with your new setup, hopefully all goes well. Uh, what, oh, actually, how much
1: I, – I, I, what? I made 386
0: to the tire. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, there's On a, five a three.
1: There's Camel a guy only, here. Ma-
0: up. Yeah, there's a guy here. I don't know what he's doing to it, what's all done to it, but he's making like 380 as well on a five three. Yeah. And he keeps up with everybody. And he's better than most of the people like in the Drift League. He probably would have licensed this year, yeah. but unfortunately he wrecked. And that took him out uh, of round three. And then he showed up to round four, and his, uh, his, not his damn steering column, his steering rack went out.
1: Steering rack problems. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that.
0: You don't have manual steering, do you?
1: I have a box. You have a box, okay. Just like, just like Robin, yeah, um, Robertson has in his.
0: Yeah, we never really got into it. Did you guys go, I know, I think he made his own angle kit. Did you make your own as well?
1: Yeah, I did everything. I built okay. custom control arms, uh-huh. tubular control arms, all Heim jointed, and then I put. I actually run a really cool setup. I built I built it with the AR 500 armor plate for my uh, mounting plates, mm-hmm. and I put FC the uh, FCS four ball joints onto it, so it bolts right on. So if I break a ball joint, I can just go buy S4 ball joints and put new ones on. And I use an FC knuckle and an FC um, coilover, and it's basically. That's it. Extended tie rods to make it fit the, the um, increased width. You know. That's
0: yeah. It. Would you? I don't uh, even
1: have cut knuckles or anything, and I literally have about sixty-eight degrees of angle.
0: I don't. I don't even have that at all, and I have like no adjustment up front. It's trash. <laughs> like the knuckles are fine, but the, because I have a uh, an A arm setup, double A arm. Yeah. Double, double wishbone arm. setup, and it's just miserable because there's no settings in it. Like I can't I can't do shit. So Why don't you just
1: build custom arm, custom arms. Uh
0: well, I have no idea how to do that. And I'm talking to somebody else who's potentially going to make them and a whole angle kit, but it's not in the budget at the moment. Gotcha. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I've done a
1: couple. I've done some of things and I've done uh, a lot of extended up all joint like a lot of extended and up-all. I mean, uh Control arms and cut knuckles to people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, maybe. I don't know anything. I don't know enough about, like, steering and stuff like that, like suspension geometry and the way drift cars are supposed to be set up to... Google. Oh, I know. I just... <laughs> so much shit, I've I'm trying to Google. I
1: IQ has a really good article on suspension setups, and I go through their stuff, and I just listen to what they're saying, and That's how I figured out how to set
0: up my car, was just, like, I read... I think it was, like, their alignment um when they made what is it like a blog yeah yeah i read that and that was that really helped me because it it just kind of let you understand how it works um but with that actually i want to get into that so for yourself you have a uh solid axle don't you yep okay so it's a little different um so what is uh what would be the difference for toe in and toe out in the front since you don't have a solid axle we wanna, front, yeah we don't really get it for me that. yeah for you i don't i'm pretty sure i personally mm-hmm.
1: i personally just run about a quarter inch toe out mm-hmm. just to give me because my steering is kind of heavy because it's a manual box i kind of want that initial snap that it gives you with the toe out that little bit of that turn in that it obviously gonna get, give you because if you have it it's just one of those and there's a lot of flex in my in the suspension setup in that thing so it's kind of one of those things if you don't have it set up at least close it's it's gonna be a pain to drive i like it to be light as light as i can make it on the front end so i run like i run like i don't know seven and a half degrees of caster Mm -hmm. just to be able to give me like a good snap back from at angle to be able to transition better oh
0: okay a lot of
1: people, like, look at my videos and they don't, like, a lot of the, especially the r 7 guys, they don't understand how it's so easy for me to drive. Because I've had other people drive my car that were not, um, rack opinion, I mean, who are rack opinion guys or two, people who drove to 40s or FCs and literally they got out of the car asking how the fuck do I drive that car. It is, they say it's so hard when they can drive their car like a professional. It's, it's, it's crazy
0: yeah but don't you kind of like adapt to things too, and that's what you're used to like can you jump in somebody else's car and drive it just as good
1: i've I've never done that. I've always wanted to see how i how I stack up against somebody who has like a really really set up car
0: like yeah being
1: that I've driven a real a car that's literally nothing made like for all it the wise fab
0: nothing... stuff and all that fun stuff,
1: yeah, that'd be so cool to just jump in something set up and just just to it see what it's like i
0: it I good. thought the same um Someone was talking shit about the CTS. Well, you kind of had that,
1: huh? You kind of had that with the, when you had the E forty six because that thing has a lot of different possibilities.
0: Yeah, yeah, but uh, I didn't know it. I still don't know enough to tell you the difference between them. Unfortunately, uh, I know I didn't hate it, but I just didn't like the car like itself. I'm just not. Uh, I'm not into imports.
1: Me either, honestly. But I drive an import, but it's that's why I have a Chevy powered
0: yeah see um but it's it's uh it's not the cars are obviously way different going from the e forty six to this thing, but it's yeah. still just kind of yeah. learning how to basically learning how to drive all over again in a different vehicle and the, I think...
1: I, i'm I want to build something else, and I'm literally like afraid to because it's gonna be like a world difference. I
0: got a Cadillac right here you can have it. No, I already know what
1: I'm gonna do. I'm doing. I, I'm the type of person. The reason I even started drifting FB because in 2013, when I started really getting into it, I didn't see very many of them at all. Uh uh-huh. I knew. I know Justin. Just uh, yeah, Justin, uh, Kyle Justin Pollock. No, or uh, was it Kyle Mohan? Kyle Mohan had one, and he kind of started drifting in one, and he never took it to like the level I did. But um, I wanted to. I like weird, obscure cars, so for same. me, it's always gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be something that's not common.
0: Yeah, that's. I'm the same way, and then, then I do dumb things and wonder why I'm not, you know, doing well. But yeah. there's there's a lot I can to play well. with I that. Think I, yeah,
1: I think I can do well. I think I have the potential, and I have. I think I have the, the skills to do so. I just was having a lot of car issues with that Ford motor being in there. I just literally had built a full car and then first event out blew up the motor, oh, replaced the motor, two, uh-huh. two events on that one, blew it up, replaced that one, two events on that one, blew it up. Yeah, I
0: think it gets super frustrating and almost um, discouraging at the same time.
1: It wasn't for me. It was more of the fact that like, Because I thought I was doing everything right, and I just didn't know what I was doing wrong. So it was like a learning experience more than anything, except for I didn't learn anything because I still don't know what happened. Ah. So I'm kind of happy I went with the LS now. I should have did it sooner when I first blew up the motor because I as much money as I put into it in the last few years to make it run. And every time it was kind of a lost cause, and now I'm at half the price of – what I had into one of five O's and it's just super reliable, makes way more power. It's just a thrill to drive.
0: So, uh, do you have a lot left to get ready for this weekend or no?
1: Honestly, um, not really. I pretty much, I'm just redoing the paint scheme on the car. Because I, I, I basically was running it just all one color with like my company logo on the side, but I kind of wanted to give it like a little bit more style to the being that the event's like a bash style and it's about how you look and how you, it kind of it's a one-to-one replica of meihan in japan so i wanted to kind of take it back to the roots being that i do have a japanese car i might as well try to give it that style i didn't go crazy and add all kinds of different color livery and stuff like that it's just a basic two color design but it's just something to give it a little flair so i'm in the middle of painting it right now just some some small spots and then i'm doing uh i put new seats in it because the one I had in there was just way too wide. It fit me really good, but it hit the door when I closed it, so I'd, like, slam the door, and it was annoying as hell. And then uh, what else do I got? Uh, that's pretty much it. I just fixed the rear, the passenger seat because I had a really shitty Corbo in there, and it was, like, ripped up, and it sat flat on the floor, but it had no rise in it in the front. So you, the passenger basically was sitting, like, super straight up, and they were, like, their helmets like way higher than me so I was just like I'm gonna fix that
0: I know I even have a passenger seat in my car so
1: I like to give ride-alongs it's just fun to give you know a lot of the people that aren't into you know there a lot of the younger kids are on the guys and stuff like that are like intrigued on drifting so I like to like give them at least a good ride just so they can experience it and it's just the 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 smile they when you get out of the car and they're just so happy they're just like that was fucking awesome I and mean, they just go crazy is really nice.
0: Yeah, I've never given a ride along so I don't share that same experience. I want to get one in. I have the seat. <laughs> it's not a good seat, but it's a seat. Um, it'll probably Save let me. Yeah, it'll probably let me get like give ride alongs at like the little local tracks, but nothing. Yeah. no one else is gonna sit in it. It's like uh, torn yeah. up and. I overpaid for it anyways
1: That was mine I got mine for free and it was torn up but I needed a seat And he's like you can have it and just put it in I was like easy fuck it, uh, it. Yep
0: yeah, exactly Save a buck
1: Yep. Save a Almost buck and spend
0: 10 later <laughs> That's true Dude it's the worst I keep doing shit like that And I'm trying not to that's how my clutch ended up blowing up So right now I'm like Alright and if I can't afford like You know or I'm holding off until I can't afford a good clutch, like I'm not gonna go just get another l s seven clutch again and then blow it up. How'd you blow it up? uh I overheated it oh, and it was a stock uh flat cast flywheel and um it finally i didn't I didn't check it on it all season uh last year it didn't give me no problems, but it started slipping, and I just kept driving. And then it got super hot, and I clutch kicked in, and then the flywheel blew, and it took everything wow. with it. So it blew my motor. Um, you know the ears off the side where like the starter would bolt up to, or like on the driver's side yeah. where the bell housing would bolt up. Um, yeah, since I have an al- yeah, so I have an. A, since I have an aluminum block, it blew those ears off, and then it blew the starter apart. Um, it really wow. fucked up my car. Wow, so that's I'm in the middle of that now. So I got like an LS2 going into it. Um, still need to get some parts for that, like a throttle body.
1: Uh, I
0: want to get my injectors cleaned out because I've been driving I my nose. On.
1: Huh? I just bought some injectors off eBay, off of Amazon, some flex fuel injectors, just to increase from the 25 to the 33s. That was it. Literally done. Runs perfect. Leave are it you, alone. Are you running E? No. I uh, just wanted the bigger injector.
0: No, I went with the LSA injectors. 25. I got them used for like a hundred bucks, shipped from one of the guys That's in nice. the Cadillac groups. So, if you're in a group with like people with, um, obviously, like the second gen Cadillac CTSVs or the yeah. Camaro, the ZL ones, like a lot of those guys upgrade injectors because those things are trash outside of stock form. Yeah. Um, uh, for those cars, so you know the. And since those are like a dime a dozen, everyone's selling them for like anywhere from like a hundred bucks to like maybe one eighty. I've seen the highest somebody asked for a set, and that's shipped usually. Hey,
1: man. What's the ra- hey what's the ra- I'm getting the ra- a lot of background
0: uh, I'll noise. I'll move. Yeah, sorry, man. Everyone's like, what the, hell's the, what the hell's the noise in the background? Ah.
1: Yeah, what's the uh, pound rating on the LSAs?
0: I think they're 58 if I'm not not mistaken yeah I believe they're 58 pounds (laughs) so they're the LSA LS9 injectors they're supposed to be the same ones
1: yeah so I bought the flex fuels and I was like oh sweet I'll just put them in because they're like in truck injectors nope they used, a, they used a U.S. car injector plug, so I had to buy adapters for that, and I was like, jeez, I freaking just bought these. I was all excited about the Stark motor and stuff, and then I realized it was a different plug.
0: Yeah, I didn't. Mine were, the, mine were a different plug, too, but I just bought the um, the pigtails, and then I just wired them in. Yeah? Yeah, because I didn't uh, want to use the adapter. That's just, like, one more thing to fail. And I think the adapters actually cost yeah. more than it cost me to buy the pigtails, where, like think 20 yeah, bucks I
1: bought, the adapter for like, I bought the adapter for like 13 bucks for so the whole set bad.
0: oh okay yeah all eight. Oh, okay yeah i just I bought... they were
1: nice they were pre loomed they had nice clamps on them they had good quality so i was like all right
0: yeah it was just i'm um, trying not to keep doing shit twice so the plan yeah. in this off season is to kind of like take the car apart and get everything like as f- as much up to like um the fd spec as possible just in case it ever does uh, i do so if and when i do get my license i don't have to dump a bunch of money just to try to get to fd and then not have any money left to actually go to an event
1: yeah definitely that's my next plan for my next chassis because i don't want to i don't my car definitely isn't anything legal i mean i try to keep it as legal as possible when I first built this. So like the sub frames are stock location. every All of the suspension points are in a stock location. You know everything is pretty much. I got a firewall over my fuel cell. And I just got it all set up right. But I didn't do intrusion bars. Because they were inquir- required at the time. And I'll tell you one thing. Intrusion bars are hard as fuck to add to a cage. That are, that's already in the car.
0: Good to know. Glad I didn't have to do mine.
1: Yeah. They're super hard. I, 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 as tight as I made my cage to the a pillar i just you couldn't even weld the back side of it
0: yeah i, I don't with, know the guy I, who made I, this cage in this car because i bought my car and it was already caged um yeah it's mm, not to shit on him but it was just it wasn't done as as well as it could have been um yeah like there's a there's a huge gap between like the roof and you know just the main i've hoop. seen
1: your car before before you had it
0: uh, oh, when Kyle had it?
1: Yeah, he was here. He brought it to Mahon for his first year, I think.
0: Uh, was it a silver car? It was white. Mm, that I don't think that car ever left the Pacific Northwest until I took it out of there.
1: I thought he brought it to Mahon one year because he came down to drive. He did. I huh. think so.
0: I know that Rad Dan drove it drove one not this car he drove Nexon's oh, silver you're car right, you're right you're right yeah Trenton Beach, Yeah, you're right Trenton Bye. Beecham got that car now yeah so we'll see I'm waiting for him to make an angle kit for it so I can be like hey let me get that <laughs> exactly <laughs> make another one now I was, I've been talking yeah. to one of the guys over here at uh, some guy Nate some guy Nate um, he owns Bink Industries
1: yeah, I know. Being because I know uh, Matt Haugen, who actually built he built Matt Haugen's R thirty four. Yeah,
0: so him, uh, he's yeah. the guy I want. Yep. I want to build mine since he seems to be pretty knowledgeable. But we'll see how that goes because it's, it's either he's like not cheap. No, he's not, and uh, at all. I've seen his work, so I will say that it, it does. There's probably a reason. You get what you pay for.
1: I mean, I do, don't get me wrong, I, I do pretty nice work. I don't like to like toot my own horn or stuff like that, but I, I do really nice work and I, I literally try to keep the cost low because I know, especially for drifters, there are a, lot, a lot of them are younger kids and they don't have the means to just go out and spend $20,000 on an engine swap and you know little things like that, so I, I try to help them cut costs down. I don't have no overhead in my place that I work out of, so it's kind of one of those things where I'm it, I have... I don't. I don't have to charge a whole lot of money to do stuff. I just basically charge a fair price, and most of it's per job instead of saying an hourly rate of, you know, eighty five dollars an hour for this, and it's taken me maybe twenty hours. I'm just gonna be like, you know what? Just give me uh this much, as l- and then material, and we're good. No,
0: oh, okay, yeah, it's uh, I can't do anything without like a flat rate because that's how I work. So that's what I'm used to. I'm not yeah. gonna tell someone I charging hours unless it's like um, yeah service work and i'm like i don't know how long it's gonna take me when i'm done i'm done but yeah if i'm going to like do like a new install for like a fire alarm or something you're like this is your price you're gonna pay if i loot if i go over hours that i quoted then i have to eat that that's on you exactly yep so i haven't we and me and him haven't made any type of deal yet so we will uh cross that bridge when we get there um what tires are you running normally
1: <laughs> i knew you were gonna this because i was just gonna i was just laughing about it it's, i've been trying to uh decide on something because an fb is a very hard it's like just think of like eight six and you ever seen like a 17 inch tire wheel on like a 86 it looks horrible it looks like a hot wheels or donk and i don't like that that look it looks funny to me and i know um Andrew runs 17s on his, and he's kind of got the over fenders and stuff, but it just doesn't fit like the classic styling of the car to me, because my car's got like this exaggerated wide body on it. So it. I run 15s on it. Huh? Crazy. Yeah, it's super wide. It's it's 15 inch wider than factory in the back.
0: How wide is it? And uh, 15 inches.
1: 15 inches wider.
0: Oh, okay, what size the, wheels the are you rear running? It, like how wide are the wheels you're running?
1: A fifteen ten. Oh shit. Negative forty fours.
0: Damn.
1: And that's with spacers. I'm still not even out. And yeah, you still I still haven't filled honestly. Kit? To honestly get me to the size I would need, I would need like a fifteen by like twelve with like a negative eighty. Jesus. But good to go. Good luck finding tires in that. So the only way in a tire situation, so a lot of the, like, I built a car around a set of two twenty five. Fifty-fifteens, and it actually fits really good on there and gives me like a decent amount of grip because I run I like to run the I run kumos because obviously they're like they're cheaper than like I couldn't find I can get like RSRRs, but I'm like I ain't trying to spend two hundred dollars for two tires that are gonna last me two laps that's in that's ridiculous so I try to get like the most life I can out of it just like everybody else is trying to do yeah. and good luck trying to find you know anything other than the kumos so that's usually what i run and i've gotten a pretty dial in where i got the good amount of grip and i feel like i got you know a, i usually run a 205 if i'm out of grassroots stuff just having fun i just run a 205
0: oh okay Sorry, i don't run anything i've never hard,
1: i've never been one of those people who just buys the same tire all the time i've never had i'm literally i scrape by sometimes to get to events so i'll just I got these burners still. I got like four sets. I can make it tonight. Let's go. I'd rather drive than worry about that.
0: Dude, that's how my buddy Andrew is. He's like, he looks for anything. Like, he's driven on Lixanis, Kendas, Zestino, um, Achilles, Stars. Anything he can get. First of all, he gets everything at last minute, too. That doesn't help either. It's like, whatever he can get cheap and last minute. Is what it, is what's going on in the car? He doesn't give a shit.
1: That's how I am. I'll drive whatever is available. I'll hit up to every used tire shop I can to find the t- the like four best used tires they got and buy. I know
0: them. off the shelf, yeah.
1: Twenty five bucks a piece. Fuck yeah, taking it.
0: And you haven't had any so issues was, with that, or, I was, or, or...
1: no? I honestly, if I feel like the tires a little slick or it's a little slippery, I just aired down. I mean, last event I had like a set of two hundred five. Two oh fives on some sixteens, and they were super super glazed. But I just was like, uh ah, I'm scaring them down. I ended up to like twelve psi, and I and it was just burning.
0: As long as you got it to work.
1: Oh, I always get it to work. What, that's what 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 think co- about me. Yeah, it's like you make but, it work. Yeah, I'm I'm determined to make anything work that's not supposed to.
0: Yeah, I have that same sh- thing. It it's let's be honest, it's it's a shitty trait to have. <laughs> It's not it's it's uh it's not always the best well, trait. It's it's bitten me in the ass so many times.
1: I'm not rich by any means. No I literally, literally live with... paycheck to paycheck just to make the drifting work sometimes and I do the it's, same It's uh I'd rather be on a track and on shit tires and, you know, miss an event because I can't afford brand new tires. Yeah,
0: that's fair. That is fair. And then cost of living ain't getting any cheaper, so
1: no, it's definitely going up. <laughs> I mean, literally the last 3 years I've been in my apartment, it's went up like 300 bucks. Jesus. So, yeah, it's crazy.
0: Um So, if you do make it to Willow next year, uh are you coming up with like a crew or are you just going to be by yourself and kind of hoping for the best?
1: I'm a one-man band.
0: Yeah, that's it's not easy.
1: No, I have I literally don't have that kind of like that relationship with a lot of drifters out here, it's kind of like, it's kind of clicky. It's it's like high school. So you got like the Thank you. who are yes, Thank it you. is super clicky, and I don't, I'm I'm very against that because I've heard a lot of like good like um experiences from people all over the country, and just listening to how people um go to this event, and they're just, like, open-armed and all that things, but I've literally never had that. I feel like the black sheep, when I go out to the event, I kind of have my own pit by myself, I just do everything myself, and everything like that. People will come up to me, and that have known me, we're like, hey, what's up, Donnie? And then that's about all they do, is just, you know, save face, and that's it. So, I feel like I'm kind of, like, a, one of those people that either they don't like, or I just didn't start with them, so it's, like, we don't know him well enough to allow him into our group, our little clique so
0: yeah i can see that uh i get the uh, i wouldn't say i get that uh actually having this this podcast changed that a lot this year um i'm trying yeah uh, i think but man, then again, i'm not i'm not very uh, from- what is it i'm not very social so yeah,
1: I'm very quiet. And I myself. am. I'm super social. I'm super knowledgeable, and I'm like willing to help anybody. You know, I'll get I'll get down and dirty if my if the, if we're if our if our group's on the track and someone somebody I know is you know broke down, I'll be the first one underneath the car missing and missing one of the you know sessions just to be able to help somebody with their car because I I, I just hate seeing people you know being uh, missing out. So if they're going to miss out, I'm going to miss out, too. But uh, by golly, I'm not going to make them miss, too, if I can help it.
0: That's cool. Um, so one-man band trying to get over here, huh? Uh, and then what's your truck and trailer setup like? Or are you just driving that thing uh, on the track?
1: I a... Huh? No, I, my truck and trailer, my car, my car is not legal. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I have a 03 Silverado 1500 HD, and uh, I got a flatbed open deck. Nice. Very nice trailer net. It works. I went to, um, I think two years ago, I went to Seven Stock with my car.
0: That Where's that, that at? Was the way
1: that was all out. That's the Auto Club. In California? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Auto Club. Yeah, I went up there and uh, had my car on display for a company. And Kyle and seen my car and he was like super stoked about it. He's like, Well you got this thing. I was like, Oh, I got a five, that's badass. Like the Rotary King is like telling me my V eight swap badass.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no. I actually I was looking for one of those, the fifteen hundred HDs. But yeah, I love it. Nope. Uh I got stuck with the little O2 Silverado with a four point eight. So Jeez. we don't go very hey. far.
1: <laughs> you put in work. LS, oh, yes, you're good.
0: Yeah, that Mom's thing. Actually, um, I was thinking about since I blew the. L- well, I didn't blow the LS6. Since the LS6 internals are still good, and this motor has what my truck engine has like two hundred and almost forty thousand miles on it now. I was thinking about Me too. Uh, having the block bored, and uh, machined and everything, oh, okay. and then stuffing the um, the LS6 internals in it.
1: That be funny. That be dope. That have pretty cool. Actually. Ah, you don't know if you can. Ah, uh, you can go to five seven. L six is five seven, correct? Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's the max you can go on that block.
0: That's what I was kind of worried about because it, it's
1: max. That's literally the max. That's the max you can go. You don't. You it'll be fine for like NA if you're gonna leave it NA. I mean, I no, I meant totally, totally like, So yeah, 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 that was the plan for just driving. It'd be fine. But if you were gonna do booster or anything like no, that, if you were ever thinking about, about that. something like that, then nope. <laughs> don't ever, don't ever. It's 5.7. You're good if you just leave it alone.
0: Yeah. Uh, I love the 5.7. I always thought it wasn't better, but whatever. I was the only one who had an LS6 out there, so I was happy about it. Yeah. But, At least you
1: got the cool intake. I'm running a big old truck intake.
0: Are you really? Yeah.
1: Dude, that's... Nuts. Did you shave it? Nope. I just left alone. The hood covers it. I'm good.
0: Oh, shit. Really? Oh, okay. Well, then you're good to go.
1: Yeah, for the back of it, cause I got a I, my car is so crazy. Like literally, I got a I got a, like an old like eighty two Mustang um, hood scoop, mm-hmm. cause I just like how they look. They actually look really nice, cause they're super wide and they're but they're low profile kind of still. So I put that on, okay, and it literally covers the full intake except for where the actual um, rubber boot is for the uh, int- actual air tube.
0: Oh, okay, so you see like that one so little piece.
1: Outfit- yeah, I just need to cut out that spot right there. That's it.
0: Any plans to upgrade anything else? Or are you just going to drive it like this until it
1: blows up? I am leaving it alone. If I can get it to this last, I'm leaving it the fuck alone. Because I it'll, it'll be my fun car. I'll never get rid of this car because it has a lot more meaning to me than that because of a a, a friend. But I, I literally want to leave it so I can build something that's com- competition capable.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. I would like yeah. to build another car, but that's not gonna happen. It never, will
1: end. it'll never end. Like I can build, I would build a car for every day of the week, be able to drift every event, every day. That be so. That be. That's the way I am.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, no. I meant just build another car to start from scratch, but I just that's my, That's what I'm doing. <sighs> I thought about it. I was just like, maybe I'll just fix one problem at a time, like during downtime. So, I give myself something to do instead of sit on the couch with my thumb up my ass. So, yeah. uh, that's the plan right now. Um, try to get back, because like, I cut some panels out of the car, like the floorboard in the rear. I cut yeah. too much out, so I have another spare chassis that I'm going to cut it out of and then uh, weld it back in, amongst yeah. some other things that were done to the car by the previous owners. So...
1: That I stuff. just have a fuel cell, and then I, I have a, a like a big aluminum cover over the back of mine. Cause I cut out the floorboards too, and I just put a big aluminum cover in it. Oh no, I cut I cut
0: way too much. Like you could actually see, my rear subframe, and it goes past. Oh, it goes oh. past. Um, the rear uh, mounting, mounting points. points. Of, yeah. So I was like, oh gotcha. shit, because it was like where the tire well was, or the spare tire well. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's fine, and it it's not.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I should have read the damn rulebook,
1: right? Yeah, I know. I, ca- I try to be up to date on it, but they they ch- they have like the smallest uh, like fixes on certain things. So you're just like, oh, it looks the same. Oh shit, I didn't even see that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I try to build everything to spec, like I, even people don't ask it, they're like, oh, what about this? I'm like, let's just build the spec, call it good. Yeah,
0: I know, and I went off the rule book from last year, and now I got to. Well, the one when I was building this car, I went off the twenty nineteen rule book. Now the twenty twenty is out, so not only do I have to get it up to par for the twenty nineteen, now I got to do all the stuff that's in red for the twenty twenty book. For the twenty twenty, yeah. yeah. So it's a never-ending struggle with this fucking thing.
1: Um, How I feel I can't. That's kind of like why I I, I decided to. Just... Do something different instead of trying to make this legal every year and just keep having to modify it. And it's like, why? I'm just just build something new and you can just start fresh. So when you do start building it, follow that rule book and you'll be good. Yeah, yeah.
0: Is that and then you're building another FB, right? You said.
1: No, I'm sorry, I missed that. Nope. What are you I'm building? Definitely not building another FB. I was gonna build an FC until my buddy uh, got in an accident with his and I just sold to him for like two hundred bucks, and I'm like. You know what? I'm gonna build. I have always wanted to build one, and I've always, I've talked to a bunch of people about it, and it's kind of one of those um, undiscovered chassis It's a Mercedes CLK. Is that the? It almost looks like a hatch in
0: the back.
1: No, 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 no. That's a that's the C-Class Coupe. The CLK is a little bit bigger. It's a two-door, and it's like uh, um. There's a guy that actually prodrives one. He's in Sweden. His name's Martin Stangberg. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. I, I googled it. Yes, dude, that's yeah. nice. Would so that you talked. Yes, that'd be dope. And I literally have been talking to him about helping me out with the program, trying to get like his angle kit and stuff, and just get his like some of his uh engineering already designed and built into the cat chassis to help me get mine going. Because if I can eliminate a lot of the 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 work on just minute stuff. By buying a kit and buying, you know, certain things, I would be, you know, one step ahead. Yeah. Because time is money at times. And if you're doing something like that, that's why people buy WiseFab and why they buy FDF, you know, Mantis kits and why they buy these things. Because it's it's simple and easy compared to, Just
0: rotating on instead of, like, designing something else exactly. from scratch.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I can totally design it. That's not my problem. I just don't wanna have to deal with it all the time. Every single time. If I break a control arm, what am I have to do? Completely rebuild the whole arm. Instead of saying, Hey, I need one of these arms, broke it. Can I get one? Yeah. Send it out to you.
0: Yeah, see that's the thing like with that gas pedal thing I was telling you about, for like that four dollar plate that they want so much money for, it's like that I can make myself in inside of an hour <laughs> for call it 20 bucks let's say i need i broke i break a fucking drill bit while i'm drilling it out you know what i mean yep yep instead of the 170 and i still have to wait for it to get here so it's just i rather just kind of that one i'll i'll just do it myself but to to go and like you know reinvent the wheel with a a new angle kit that's already been made i can see why you wouldn't want to
1: yeah that's a lot of one yeah I wanted something more modern, something undiscovered because it's gonna gives you. I think it gives me a, a better, a greater chance with sponsors in a sense because that's kind of like I've been. I've been reading the the um, book you've been, you know, flaunting about the motorsports marketing and sponsorship stuff. I've been reading that and literally you just kind of feel like a new, up to date chassis. Even if it's an five, it's still up to date. I mean, they're running. They're still running two forties and pro. You know? Yeah. So but it's like, yeah, I, like, I get something refreshing. That's how I look. I want something refreshing, something new, something refreshing, you know, and I think that'll give me like that edge. I, I kind of have like this is the way I believe, at least and in my head is it gives me that uh, that they can look at all these people that they get sponsorship proposals from. You know, let's say I get 100, 100 of them, and everybody, let's say you just say 80 of them are 240s, and then you got the RX-7, and you got, you know, whatever. Then they all of a sudden pull out of mine, and they see a Mercedes. Holy crap! This intrigues me, and they're gonna want to look at it more. And I'm pretty good. I'm a, I'm like a one. I'm really good with my words and way I, edit, my etiquette and the way I like talk and write, so I can really, um, I think I can show. I can sell myself well.
0: I'm not. If you heard my, if you hear this podcast, everyone will tell you I stumble on my shit oh, all the time. If you see an email from me, too, you'll be like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, e- email because I get it's... to think about it.
1: Yeah, no, definitely.
0: So it's a little easier. Like here, I can't think about it. It's like I just have to say shit and like hope for the best. Um, <laughs> but but no, I, I have the same way. Like like with just because like with my my line of work, um, talking to customers, obviously. Trying to make people happy all the damn time, uh you know. Exactly. You, like, and that's you learn how to from use from your feet. words. Yeah, exactly. And but I think uh, I think it was Josh Mason. I had him on the show in the past, and he said like he yeah. made a good point. He's like, okay, I have this stack of proposals here, you know, and there's like you said, eighty, and then right there on top is a Cadillac. You know what I mean? Let's just say yeah. if it's if I have the same stats as you know 20 of the other 240 guys you know the fact that it's different it might be more of a it's more of an eye catcher than just to see another 240
1: definitely because they're gonna be like man we've seen 240s done a million times and then Mm -hmm. they're gonna see something completely different they're gonna be intrigued by it they're gonna give they're gonna look at it and be like hmm i want to i want to check this guy out some more and they start looking at you know your social medias and all that things and how you you know that stuff being being that i even like the book says it's not necessarily about social media but the way the world's going nowadays it's kind of getting to the point where the people who have the most you know influence are the people who have the most followers so obviously that comes into a factor and but if i'm putting out a content that's showing you know um like educational but also i don't I don't have a lot of like grotesque things on there. I don't post a lot of even like memes and stuff like that. So if they go like my business page, it's like very, you know, professional at least to the point where I'm able to show myself off in a in a better light than some people. So, you know, I just I feel like the edge is, you know, in my favor if I just really put my time and effort into it because that's my biggest thing is finding the time to do it <laughs> and money obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, because I went to some like seminar that they held at Speed Vegas. I drove up yeah. there, um, on a Tuesday night during SEMA. I did. I wasn't able to make it to SEMA this year, but I drove up there that night to go. Oh. That's how I found out about the book. And the guy who wrote it was there. Um, I don't remember anybody's name, <laughs> but there were like several other people there, and they were explaining how like, um, uh, you know, social media is a necessary evil. But yeah. Uh, they didn't say it and I didn't ask the question because I didn't think about it at the damn time. Uh, but like with Instagram, for instance, like they're about to pull uh, all of that follower shit down and the likes, yeah, the like count, the comments and shit like that. I don't know if they're doing it to everybody.
1: So what uh, is it going to be like a Pinterest more, more, than any, more than that? You know, that's how I look at it. Pinterest is basically just a bunch of pictures now.
0: Maybe I I don't know I don't even know if it's really gonna happen. They just what it says. Um, for it to actually go into effect, who knows? I haven't really read the whole thing. Um, it's
1: dumb because I kind of like, connect a lot of people on Instagram with like a lot of. I actually get more my, more of my business through Instagram than I get through you know Facebook or even face to face meetings.
0: Oh no, but that's not. It I don't know if that's gonna go away. I just I think 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 they're gonna pull the count away, like the physical number that's there. Oh, uh, just the, the physical. yeah. Okay, so now, catch- like, what are people gonna do about? let's just say they pull their metrics all together and they don't give anybody shit because they're giving that for free. That's that could open up like a whole new market for people who don't have the following.
1: That's true. But also, I mean, it, you're, I think your post is going to make a difference too. I think you can't just have three three posts on Instagram and be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Instagram guy, you know?
0: true now they might actually look at your content and be like oh yeah this is called
1: exactly yeah, let's see what he commented oh let's see what he let's put, see what he put in his post and about you know let's see how he he's his etiquette is and how you know if you're throwing f-bombs and s shits and fucks and everything else left and right you know people are. i mean some people were like you know he's he's just being honest then you got people who were like yeah but do i want to take him like i don't know who it was on your show but they said oh yeah when you had a um when you got ha- you had the guy from superior wheels and all them on there and uh um the way he was saying is like can i put you at sema and have you represent my brand when you're just throwing f bombs everywhere like no that's not how it works
0: wait who said that
1: when you were ta- when you had uh you had jeff kurtz and his p- teammate and then you had oh, yes. two, one of the t- when you had yeah that guy from uh superior steering wheels mm-hmm. and he was saying like I want to look at you and be able to think, hmm, when I look at you, I want to think, uh, can I put this guy in a booth at SEMA to sell my product or represent my company? And, you know, you, you know, are just, you know, full tattooed faces and six inch gauges in your ear and people, are you approachable compared to a person who's, you know, dressed up and, you know, has that, you know, charmy um, look to them. Hey, how are you doing, sir?
0: Yeah, and that and and I and I have spoke about that before, but a lot of that's just you know I get perspective is kind of everything it's up to a certain extent, uh, it especially is. like with first impressions, and then in the, I'm very, I think one of the downsides of me is like I could be narrow minded when it comes that way because I don't think like that like I don't think when I see somebody with gauges or with like fully like a face tattoo it does it doesn't phase me I'm just like oh hey if they're at a booth
1: well you're also from california so like yeah <laughs> yeah
0: that's that's there. that's the thing as well so <laughs> that might be it but you I, don't I see that get... in like
1: alabama you don't see that in the backwoods of alabama with people like that you know you got different like a different perspective again just the people have a different look to them
0: yeah so that's understandable too um but i i don't even consider that which is not a good thing and that's to. no
1: that you, no, you no, no, no. Because I, I can tell you right now, there's people who I've met in my life who were some of the coolest people in the world. Grew up literally in Wilmington, Cal- I mean, California, in gangbanging stuff, but they're super smart and they're super like knowledgeable and they're super like passionate about certain things. But at the same time, when people think, oh, you're from here, or from there, you the way you look, there people are gonna be like, oh, you're you're a scumbag, even if you you're not. You just like tattoos and piercings.
0: Yeah, I can see that the more traditional people, but. Thank God we got the internet now. Yeah, because <laughs> before like that, I
1: said, it's a necessary evil.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Unfortunately, even fucking Facebook, which I kind of hate. Yeah, I hate that. All I hate
1: time. it, but it's super informative. Like if you ever like, For the I don't groups, know if you like, I don't. All the forums are dead. I'm in a lot of, I, yep, all the forums are dead. Yep, exactly. So a lot of the stuff is you know on Facebook, and you literally have to ask people questions on there to figure stuff out. Or because a lot of times, even if you Google something, half the time you'll get an answer or you'll get a bunch of dumbass remarks. And it's just the same thing as Facebook nowadays. So you yeah. might as well just ask and look on Google. <laughs> exactly. But, uh,
0: anyways, man, you excited for this weekend?
1: I'm super excited. This is my first one I tried. I went to the first one
0: uh-huh. just
1: to go hang out. And then I didn't go to the second one because I'm honestly, I was a little butthurt about it because I was promised some things and that weren't weren't giving given to me so I kind of uh was a um didn't want to go support but now I'm invited and I just want to go out there and put on a good show because I know I'm capable of it and I just you know want to drive with the people that are feel like that are somebody you know we're gonna have a whole bunch of like guest stars we have uh Ryan literal and we have force Wang we have Chelsea Nova we have Dan Burkett we have you know, um, Blake Olson. So I mean, we got a pretty stacked card of like professional people there. So I'm super stoked to you know get on, maybe have somebody get on my door. So I'm not going to get on nobody's door intentionally, but I'm definitely hoping they would come up and ride, you know, on my door a little bit and get some cool pictures and stuff. Right. Do for the gram.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, where can people reach you at?
1: Um. I'm, startup Fab on Instagram, that's my, that's one, make it, just make it one word, and then I'm Stardom Fabrication on um, Facebook, or you can find my page on, my find me on Facebook at Donnie Jr. Do you do anything outside of that? Um, do you do YouTube or anything? Uh, not really, I usually have, like, I have some YouTube stuff, it's just, like, old videos of my car drifting, and I really wanted to get into it, kind of, but I don't, don't want to, because I think it's past that, like, um, the stage of, like, new content. I kind of want to because I'm super knowledgeable in fabrication and stuff. And I like to teach because I used to teach welding too. And I want to be able to like make it easier for It's hard. It's hard to teach through a video, but I think a lot of those people like miss the point of some of it when they teach on YouTube. So I want to like go into like a little bit more detail about certain things and explain things better than just this is how you do it. If you're doing it this way, it's wrong done.
0: Yeah. I could see that. Uh, I mean,
1: you can, I, I like nobody really goes into like good detail about how things are, why things are, why things the way they are, rather than you know, give it a shot and try it. Oh yeah,
0: or do it this way.
1: Yeah, or do it exactly, and that's those. That's the that's this the narrow-minded people who don't want to listen to what other people have to say. And I don't have time for them. And I literally, when I was teaching, I've had literally 80-year-old dudes tell me, I've been welding for 40 years. I'm like, oh, you've been welding for 40 years? So let me see what you got, buddy. And he'd just start out, and I'm like, wow, you've been welding for 40 years, huh? You've been welding for 40 years wrong. And, you know, they didn't like that. But I didn't care because I'm trying to teach them.
0: Can't teach an old dog new tricks. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, you can. (laughs) (laughs) But um i got a couple questions i don't think it was many i got me double check it was on my on the on instagram i tagged you in a post so if you can reshare it please that's how Absolutely. this show grows uh i ian archer 727 he was a guest on here what i think two episodes ago la,
1: la, uh, yeah because you had Ray, you had raythena last 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 time and then you had him
0: i Done so many that I don't. There's people that are like, oh, I was on the show and I was like, oh shit, you were. Let me look. <laughs>
1: yeah, I follow. I pretty much see. I listen. I list. I, I'm trying to catch up on the back episodes, and then I'm trying to keep up with the current episodes. So Ian Archer was the last one I actually watched. I mean, listened to. And I'm trying. I was about to watch, listen to Ruthina, but then I lost my headphones, so I was kind of pissed off because I listened to it while I'm at work. Yeah. Sitting at my computer, QC reports, and I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna throw on some. Podcasts and just work and, That's what I do. and now I'm kind of
0: Sometimes I get stuck yeah. on the road for hours and I'm just like podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. He wanted he he wants to know how the dr- the drift scene is out there, but you kind of touch base uh, on it. But I it's like kind it's of the, the same. I,
1: it, it, it's the same, but I think I mean it's growing. It's ever growing here. It's I mean I remember starting at drift events. We had you know let's say 120 car count. We're at t- we're still about there, but it's more of the it's more newer, newer, newer people, and a lot of the older people are like kind of getting out of it. Like George Mersonovic here he used to run pro, he used to run pro uh, FD, so he kind of is one of our like local celebrities. We have Corey Hosford here as well, so he's like our local celebrity, and uh, they still all come out and they do a lot of the judging. Corey drives and stuff with us, but I think um, I think like I said, with the cl- other than the clickiness, I think it's an ever-growing thing, and this Mayhan. This is the third year running here, and it's actually becoming like a, a one like a, a really big event. Yeah, they ended up having
0: I to do LLC. People.
1: Yeah, we have a uh, we have. I mean, like I said, we have crazy we have crazy pro c- drivers coming here. It's not like a grid life; where everybody goes. But it's it for being a one to one track and a little you know parking lot. Basically, it's it's a uh, it's pretty nice, and uh, it's it, it's bringing a lot of. Um, exposure to our, our our uh drifting scene here and i'm i'm kind of stoked on that
0: yeah that was the so, plan to get out there to do one out-of-state event this year and it was going to be arizona if i can if i were to get accepted
1: but dude then, if you get if you come to arizona the car blew up if you come to arizona do do muscleman muscleman is like adam's it's a go-kart track but it's super super fun
0: oh okay is that just like uh you guys have it like it's in every- tucson
1: Okay. It's in Tucson. It's once a month. They have an event every month. It's like the first Sunday of every month in the morning and I think in the winters it's like the first Saturday at night or something like that. It's whatever it is. I think it switches off summer winter. And it's like it's literally it's a super fun tr- track. It's literally you can go there anytime during the week if they don't have something going on whether it be a motorcycle thing or a go-kart thing going on. You can drive all day 80 bucks.
0: Not bad. Yeah, I wanted to do one nope. just to travel.
1: Yeah, it's if, that, that. if you're going to come here, I mean, don't get me wrong, the GoFast events, which is who our, our uh, promoter is and are our, our, the people who put on the events for us here in Phoenix. But um, the Musselman is a, it's a really fun course. A lot of the pro drivers here and the people, even other people have uh, – they had a Pro-2 event there as well, I think. No, Pro-Am event. They have Pro-Am events there. Where was the Pro-2 event held? It was held at the um, – it's called Wild Horse Pass. It's in Chandler. It's basically our – our uh, drifting event, same same place, it's where a lot of our racing goes. It's a drag strip, but it also has, like, a bunch of other stuff around. They have Bonneront there, which is a driving school, and our Lucas Oil Racing dirt track. They have boat races. It's, it's a huge complex with basically any kind of racing. They have, like, f- I don't know, like, five different tracks and things like that.
0: Oh, okay. Well, with that, man, good luck this weekend. Have fun. Definitely get to get to learn the new setup um, um i'm trying well you haven't driven on it yet have you
1: yeah i did one event one event and i literally just wanted to give it a shakedown that was it Oh. Okay. And it was on seven cylinders at the time with the stock three lm7 cam and it pulled like a freight train compared to my 302
0: what was wrong with on the, seven cylinders what was wrong with one of them
1: the injector was stuck because i got it from a guy and he sold me the intake he sold me the motor, but he pulled the intake off another truck, and the injectors were stuck. I couldn't get it to work for the first event I wanted to go to, because I was like, "Why isn't this thing getting fuel? It's got power, and it would not get fuel." And then I took it to, back to the shop one night after, well, on the day of the event, and started beating the shit out of the injectors, because I just had a feeling. And then they started, I got fired up, and it worked perfect. And then, except for one cylinder, I didn't know it was a dead cylinder. Until I was just listening to it, the tone of the exhaust. And I was like, this doesn't sound right. So I started listening to all the injectors with the screwdriver on my ear touching the injector. And I heard that one wasn't clicking at all. And I was like, wow, that was pretty cool. On seven injectors, was running really good.
0: Better than the uh, Ford motors you had in there, huh?
1: Oh, my gosh. A million times.
0: <laughs> yeah. But all right, man. I'm going to call it a night. You have a good one, all right, sir. It's good you talk. Too. All right. Bye. All right. Thank you.